here it's really great to see that every company which is producing a different kind of goods, no matter if it's like a heating system or a machine or a truck or a forklift, with the data, new business models can be established, no matter the size of the, of the company. Welcome to Afnet Silica's We Talk IoT. We'll chat with innovators, experts and business owners to learn how they are implementing IoT and using data to create new business opportunities. I am your host, Stephanie Ruth Hader. With the Internet of Things, many things are possible. The potential of connectivity by design is huge, but randomly collecting data doesn't turn it into gold overnight. Without a strategy and the right mindset, data itself has only limited value. To build a long-term scalable business model, strategy, monetarization and education of employees must go hand in hand. In this episode, we learn from Microsoft's Max Morwind how data can generate value for any company, no matter the industry or size. If you do the work and invest in a solid strategy first and the necessary culture and mindset change. I'm happy to welcome Max Morwind, Senior Technical Sales Manager, EMEA IoT and Mixed Reality at Microsoft to the show. I hope I said it right. Welcome, Max. Thank you so much for the nice introduction. Yes, and the title was correct. Thank you. <laughs> I can't imagine that someone does not know what Microsoft does, but not everybody might know about your IoT, IoT and cloud offerings. Could you give us a brief overview? What does Microsoft up to? Sure, very happy to do so. So in the last seven to eight years, Microsoft is heavily investing to build a hybrid IoT, Internet of Things, a platform which can operate on the edge, on the different devices, on the different gateways locally, but also to build a corresponding offering in the cloud where we have a secure and scalable platform in order to send data from the different machines, from the different sensors, from the different devices analyze it, send it to the cloud and get value out of the data. So that's something Microsoft is heavily investing over the last seven to eight years where we have built up an end-to-end -end platform. Yeah, you have been really busy. I've did, I did, I did obviously some research and this whole Azure IoT platform is immensely huge. Um, what would your recommendation be? What would be the first step of any IoT journey? You're right. So overall... And these possibilities today are quite extensive. So we have different parts of what we call an end-to-end -end solution. End-to-end -end means that we have the connectivity piece, which is then really sending the data from the different devices over to the cloud. But then we also have components in order to store the data, to analyze the data, to get value out of the data. And then to integrate the data also in the business processes, so like into a CRM or ERP system, but also to visualize the data and to really use the data for the humans to get value out of the data. So that's the holistic end-to-end -end offering and solution. And we normally uh, would recommend to start with what is the value which you would like to get out of the data, right? So why would you connect your sensors? Why would you connect your machines and devices? And what is your strategy? What do you do with the data? How do you monetize it? And then we would really look into what is the suitable technology, the suitable architecture 
in order to implement a scalable and secure overall solution. So that's normally the procedure which we are um, supporting our customers on. So strategy first. Strategy first, because as you know, a lot of people say data is the new gold or the new oil, which mm. somehow is true. But in the last couple of years, I saw too many projects where our customers and partners started to just collect randomly the data sending it to the cloud, storing it, but without a clear plan on who is really paying for the data and how is the real monetization looking like, a lot of these projects somehow really not uh, scaled in the way that our customers were anticipating. And that's something where we say, okay, it has to go hand in hand, the strategy, the monetization, as well as the skilling of the employers, of the, of the customer, in order to really build up a substantial, long-term, profitable new business. So that's definitely something which is important. So the strategy building is probably something that many clients would like to skip and um, monetize on the nuggets, on the gold nuggets right away. But that's sh shortcuts are not possible, I guess. Mm, yes, I think it's really quite a different approach than just to optimize the hardware which our customers are producing, right? So, for example, for machine builders, over the last decades, um, they are heavily specialized in focusing on to optimize their machine. And every year they uh, make it 1% or 2% better. But now with the digital possibilities and the digital offerings, this is really a completely new discipline for many of our customers which means that they need to build up different skills in their own workforce, but also the understanding of data, how you can monetize data internally, but how you can also leverage the data across the full value chain with the customers of our customers or even their suppliers. Um, that is definitely something which is a very new discipline. And here we see that a lot of our customers are building up these um, new skills, but it's a journey and it's not happening overnight. It's really like a long-term uh, task. What I heard from your comment right now is that this also has to do something with culture and mindset. That's probably the most um, uh, uh, underestimated area of such a digital transformation. Mm. Technology-wise, a lot of things are possible today on the edge, but also in the cloud. From a monetization point, I think there are patterns which are easy uh, uh, to monetize, but as you pointed out, the culture, right? You have new different teams now collaborating together from HR over finance, uh, product development, marketing, sales. A lot of different teams need uh, to collaborate here closely together. And this is definitely something which is new for many of the customers. And um, so therefore, this needs to be uh, well established. And um, that's a journey which needs to be also sponsored and supported by the top management. They really need to understand this new strategy, the new potential, give the right funding, but even more important, give the different teams and, and humans time, time to study, time to learn, time to really get familiar with this new digital transformation. I think that's very important uh, uh, to make sure that these uh, pilots and MVPs, which we see all over the place, that they really get implemented into a connectivity by design strategy of our customers mm -hmm. and really be uh, uh, implemented large scale. So that's definitely something where we see a lot of our customers being in this process right now to include the connected products into their overall business offerings.
Hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Do you do you maybe have a use case or um, um, a client example that um, that is like a like a light tower, something that inspires you? I think this these guys have really done it well from end to end. Something, some an example of a successful IoT project you've managed. So over the last years, we had the pleasure to work with multiple customers and partners, and luckily we have. Uh, a huge amount of productive scenarios. One customer and one uh, a scenario which is very close to my heart because actually I work more than five years now with this um, customer is a heating manufacturing customer, um, family-owned here in Germany, which is called Fisman, And they have done a lot of things right on, on their journey, right? It's really mm. something where from the founder family, right? The CEO, Max Fisman, it's himself. They understood that uh, um, the digital business is the future for them and really also a competitive advantage, especially if you look at a global market. We see more and more, obviously, uh, um, competitors from all over the world, from the Americas, but also strongly from Asia, which can produce at a significant cheaper uh, price point so therefore, it's key to differentiate a customer value and benefit. And so therefore, Fisman was building up their platform to connect the heating systems over the last years and to provide new innovative services to their end customers, but also to their dealers, which are actually implementing and maintaining the different heating systems and also providing possibilities to have APIs with anonymized data to external uh, uh, startups and developers to create really the leading edge new applications on top of the data. So this is one example how a, such a new end-to-end -end ecosystem could look like and how the different data points from the heating systems can be used into multiple different areas all the way to optimize the R&D department in order to um, create the next generation of more efficient um, heating systems. So that's one example which I uh, like because it shows the complexity on the one hand side, but all of the huge opportunities of the um, benefits which you can provide from the data uh, holistically. So that's one example I would like to share. That's that's really astonishing to me because Fisman, I think, is more like what we would call a medium-sized company, I guess, with a very uh, analog product or heating systems used to be analog, something you put on your wall and then gas flows through it. But um, that for, for, for a company like this to be so innovative and realize the potential of digital transformation and putting sensors into a system where... I don't know, 20, 50 years ago, no one would have ever thought that th this would be the road we go. Um, but now they're at the top of their uh, top of their game and maybe even ahead of everybody else and facing all the global challenges we now actually we have. This is really quite astonishing. What do you think, what was needed for them to, to, to go this path? It, I suppose it's a mixture of someone who has a digital digital mindset or sees the potential. Exactly. Um, digital mindset, in this case of, of Max Fisman, uh, the, the, um, the owner as well as the CEO, right? Um, but obviously also um, 
market leading product. I think we have these uh, um, hidden champions, uh, a lot of these hidden champions in uh, Germany, but also in Europe overall, which are leading in their specific niche. And if you have this mm -hmm. excellence from the machine building or electricity, all of the different history which we have as an innovation, and if you blend that now with the digital age of getting value out of the data, I think that's a huge opportunity for our economy and for the different companies to stay ahead in the global and more and more global um, market and competition and to really create new digital offerings which are providing value. So in the case of Fisman, if they actually manage to save um, 8% of the energy uh, their heating systems consume, that's real money for the owners. But also now in the environmental discussion, this is game-changing. And mm -hmm. here it's really great to see that every company which is producing a different kind of goods, no matter if it's like a heating system or a machine or a truck or a forklift, with the data, new business models can be established, no matter the size of the, of the company. And connectivity by design, as Fismon calls it for themselves, that is something which is really critical. And if you embed this in your DNA, in your culture, and if you set up your organization in a way that you can really monetize and get value out of the data, that's definitely the, the right way forward in order to establish these kind of like new digital business models. This podcast is brought to you by Afnet Silica, the engineers of evolution. If you want to learn more about us, we have put information and links in this episode's show notes, and you can also connect with us on LinkedIn or avnet-silica.com. That's A-V-N-E-T-S-I-L-I-C-A.com. You mentioned that you, um, you accompanied them on their journey for the last five years. Was there something... And you obviously are an IoT expert in your field, but was there something that surprised you on the way? Something you you wouldn't have th thought about at the beginning? First of all, I think that the top management of the customer, they have to come up with their own strategy and they have to come up with the model on how they are leveraging the data and monetizing uh, uh, the data. So that's something where we can give recommendations and we did also joint workshops on this one. But that's something, a little bit the homework of the of the customer. But the good thing is if we do trainings, if you show how the technology works, how you can store the data, how you can use machine learning, AI, and so on, it is amazing to see how creative the people at the customers can really get. And sometimes we see new functionalities like digital twin uh, services, which are being used now today in productive environments without us. And that's actually also great to see that if we explain the potential of the technology and if the if the people, if the humans understand the potential, they're getting so creative because they know their business best. And then we see these uh, use cases popping up from the service and sales departments. And a lot of people are having now access to the application, to the services, and uh, they are really understanding how to create value out of it. So that's actually great to have this tipping point when we don't have to sell or explain the technology anymore, but really see the creativity of the humans uh, creating new valuable services out of the data. So, but this is is this is not something that is only for big companies. This this is something where companies across all industries, across all sizes, benefit from. 
I mean, large companies have the privilege that they often have a larger digital team. So normally they're quite in a, in a pole position regarding this uh, new innovative uh, service and solutions. But as you can see, uh, Fismon as a family owned uh, a company, they are executing uh, in a similar way. And we are also partnering and working closely with uh, startups, mainly also sustainability startups. And um, it is across every kind of like customer size um, that we see this innovation. And it's really more on the mindset of the different people and to do the training and readiness that they understand how the different technologies work. And if they understand it, they are very uh, innovative and creative to find new applications. So I think that's really something every customer, every company can benefit from in the future. You just mentioned startups that focus on sustainability. Do you have an example? Um, Cybos, for example, they are a German um, startup in the uh, water uh, CO2 energy industry, and they're really helping to digitalize the um, value chain. So from the producers of um, water energy, all the way to the customers, also the grid. So they're really helping to make the um, energy consumption green. And um, that's something which is just one example of um, very innovative um, sustainability startups, which are leveraging Azure, which are leveraging our platform for the connectivity size, but also for analyzing the data, showing the dashboards, also predicting the possible pricings of the energy generation of the um, solar and, and, and wind energy. So that is something which is really disrupting the full uh, um, energy chain and something which we then also bring to the large enterprises. So to the BSFs of the uh, world, as well as to the energy uh, producers in order to leverage this innovation, because today there are so many huge um, um, challenges which we are facing as a society overall that we need to bring the most innovative uh, new solutions, mainly also from startups, into scalability, which can only happen in a partnership together with the large enterprise customer. So that's something where we are building the bridge between the innovation of the startups and the scalability of a global enterprise customer. You really have very interesting projects concerning sustainability and conservation. And I think it's really cool that now tech can help solve problems that um, that um, uh, yeah matter to, to everybody and every one of us. That's really cool. And then looking forward, what would you think are the big trends um, in your industry in the following years? Is that something, can we maybe look into the magic eight ball together? <laughs> mm, for sure, the scalability and the implementation of productive solutions is definitely something which you go uh, uh, to see in, in the future across the full value chain. So collaboration across the different companies in the specific industry. So we're going to see definitely more of data sharing, data using um, across the value chain in the specific industry is one mega trend. And then the industrial metaverse is also something where we have the first projects which we are implementing with our customers and partners today in order to also um, address the topic of um, labor shortage in the factories. So that's definitely something which is helping uh, to 
make the humans, make the talent of the humans uh, uh, be used more efficiently in, in the future. These are definitely two things which you are currently starting to see uh, to rise. And in the medium and long term, we see that many of our customers are working on autonomous production. So the full integration of the value chain, starting from the machine, starting from the supply chain, looping in also robots, working together with humans. That's definitely something where we will see more and more automation in the different processes, which data will be supporting and enabling and driving. So these are the key things today, which we start to see, which will even expand in, in the future. Since you mentioned the uh, metaverse, what is Microsoft doing in that field? So metaverse is a huge topic and currently yeah. we see uh, three different types of metaverse for Microsoft overall is um, engaged in our area. It is really around the industrial metaverse. So really uh, leveraging the data of the different machines, the different devices, and then having a possibility to remotely collaborate in the shop floor and, for example, to program an MES remotely. So that's a huge uh, a topic that companies which we are working with, they have a global presence. They have factories around the globe in the different areas. And if something is not working, something breaks down in the past, either they had the experts in the specific location or they had to send someone from the headquarter in order to analyze and repair the specific topic. Now with HoloLens and uh, uh, remote support as two uh, uh, possibilities, to easily join everyone uh, in any place of the world uh, within seconds. This is a completely new possibility to uh, uh, solve these kind of like issues and to make sure that um, the factories will run way more uh, smoothly in the future. So these are different scenarios which our customers are currently testing and implementing in order to really uh, uh, have a closer visibility, transparency, and then also optimization, which leads to lower downtime in the future, but also a higher degree of automation in the different processes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it will be exciting to see if we maybe meet again on the show <laughs> to see what, what has happened of the, of the trends you predicted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one knows exactly what will happen in the future, Mm. But uh, the possibilities to create value with the different data for the benefit of the humans overall, this is definitely something which will continue uh, uh, no matter um, of, of, of uh, uh, the speed, but uh, that's definitely for sure. Is there something um, that I have missed? Is there something that I have forgotten to ask you? I think one overall perhaps last statement is that data itself has limited value. Data only can benefit if it benefits for the humans, right? So the humans must always be and stay in the center and the data of the machines, of the robots, of the different sensors, there will be more and more data and the data will be more and more interconnected, but the humans need to stay in the center of uh, uh, the technology as well as of the new process which we implement. I think that's definitely key as well as the um, change management perspective that we will need new skills in the workforces of the future. And that's definitely something where we need to start early with the education in the schools and the universities in order to enable 
also significant value for our societies in the future. I think that's going to be key. That's a very nice closing remark. Thank you so much, Max, for being on the show and um, sharing your expertise and your insights um, with us. It was really very fascinating. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was Avnet Silicast. We Talk IoT. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating. Talk to you soon.